Welcome back. It's the long-awaited return of New World Next Week. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. Malicious actors are taking advantage of this digital transformation. We've got that story. Plus, punks get the jab. But first, on this episode 443 of New World Next Week, judges impose new type of censorship banned from the Internet. And we grab this from our buddies at technocracy.news who note the newest form of extreme censorship is to simply ban someone from accessing the internet at all. The charge is, of course, spreading disinfo and fake news, and it could, could pretty much turn into the no-fly lists that we know from the 9-11 era that worked out so very well. So the headline from the original source from the Los Angeles Times, Uncharted Waters, judges are banning some capital riot suspects from the internet the whole story set up is about the super scary capital riot and all the cats that couldn't help but jump into the box that catalyzing catastrophic event that they're of course reacting to problem reaction solution so maybe after the solution or maybe part and parcel with the solution is of course the punishment as wiggum notes the law is powerless to protect you but can definitely punish you one of the stars of the insurrection show is not allowed on the internet, not because Twatter or Fedbook banned her, but because a federal judge did. If Gina, the stylist, goes online while awaiting trial, she risks being jailed. The article notes judges have long been reluctant to ban anyone from the internet, a restriction that essentially cuts a person off from much of modern society and has been reserved mostly for accused and convicted pedophiles, oh, except the ones employed by the state. As toxic disinformation becomes an increasingly dangerous threat, driving domestic terrorism and violence, they say, without evidence, the courts are facing vexing new questions around how often and under what circumstances those accused of taking part should be taken offline altogether. We are headed into uncharted waters, says Nina Jankowitz, a fellow at the Wilson Center, a Washington think tank where she studies disinformation. Hi, Nina, if you're checking in on us. Given the threats we see continuing and the heightened alerts, it is clear things are not dissipating. That is why judges are making these calls. Yet, attorneys for others accused of taking part in the attack on the Capitol are aggressively fighting the restrictions, and judges are struggling with how far to take them. Prosecutors have moved to bar at least five defendants in the Capitol insurrection from going on social media or even online at all, this according to court filings reviewed by the Los Angeles Times. Those defendants are awaiting trial dates that will be months away at, of course, the Justice Department. Now, that's don't forget, that's the Justice Department that stole the Promise software with connections to Ghislaine's Maxwell's dad, you know, Robert the Drowned Mossad agent. That Justice Department, they're grappling with one of the most complex and all-consuming investigations in its history, they'd like you to believe. The potential abuse of speech rights in the future cannot justify the blanket prohibition imposed here on speech before it's even been uttered, an Ohio court wrote when throwing out one of these types of cases. But Nina, the disinfo expert, says these bans are not something that should be considered for your average criminal, but these are not your average cases. And we will note, as you did at the top, this is the first New World Next Week since Corporate Report has been banned by YouTube. James, do you might have some thoughts on this story. Oh, a thought or two has mm -hmm. occurred to me regarding this type of thing. Um, look, 
here's here's the real takeaway from this. This is the 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 second or third step in the pincher movement where they start. Of course, this is why it's called the World Wide Web. They lure you into the web because it's this wonderful place. You got all this information. You can interact. You can uh, do all this stuff. It's it's incredible. It's useful. It's it improves your life in oh so many ways. And then once they've got you in there, they say, and now you have to be here. You have to carry the smartphone around in your pocket at all times so that because you need these apps to interact in society from now on, you have to have an account. You have to have social media presence or else we won't employ you. What? You don't have a social media account? You don't have a Facebook? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can employ you. What kind of weirdo are you? Uh, it, it becomes mandatory at some point. And then they come along and say, well, we're going to ban you because... You, part- you, you you were filmed at the wrong location at the wrong time, being part of this insurrection that overthrew the government. And Oh, wait, no, some unarmed person got shot and uh, by police, and this is the insurrection that almost overthrew the... Total nonsense top to bottom, but people who are already watching this already know that. Um, but this is, this is the way they do it. Oh, it's so great. Come on in. Come to this wonderful playground that we have for you. And then they lock the gate. And then they get to throw people out and cast them out of society, essentially. And one wonders, I mean, what kind of legal nonsense, jiggery-pokery, are they going to pull to... Literally, I mean, it's, it's like saying we're going to ban you from being able to read a newspaper... Or something. How can how where does the government get off doing that? Especially in the U- U.S. with First Amendment and all of this. H- how can they ban you from participating in and and speaking online? Like wh- I don't know. There seems to me I'm not a lawyer, but it seems like they'd have to do a lot of legal jumping around to make this stick at a, even a Supreme Court level. But then again, as we know, the courts are rigged. But I mean, what comes next after they start banning people? from the internet for, you know, whatever made-up legal reasons like this. Uh, it's almost as if they uh, they say, oh, you're on this uh, island with an exploding volcano? Well, we're not going to let you leave until you get vac- vaccinated with the experimental gene therapy. Oh, wait, that's exactly what's happening on the island of St. Vincent right now for people who haven't seen it. Yeah, they're literally saying you can't get on the cruise liner to leave the active volca- volcanic eruption that's happening right now unless you've been jabbed. So this is the world we're moving into, um, and welcome, welcome everyone. And oh, by the way, yeah, in, in case you haven't noticed yet, yeah, my main channel was just erased, and this uh, backup channel that we're going to post this to is going to be erased real quick because of videos like this one. <laughs> <laughs> James, if we cast our minds way back to when The Onion was funny and relevant, they had some story about basically Google is rolling out some new feature for folks who don't want to be constantly tracked and traced. And that's where they basically kidnap you and put you on some desert island. Which again, seems like, I guess, satire's pretty much dead, I guess, James. Our second story on this triumphant return of New World next week, we head on over to the fine folks at the World Economic Forum. You know, that place that employs those awesome rebels like Naomi Klein and Adbusters Michael White, that World Economic Forum, they're warning of a cyber attack, which will, of course, lead to systemic collapse of the global financial system. This is massive work from Whitney Webb at another site under attack of the lastamericanvagabond.com. 
massive, massive work. I implore everybody to go check this out. And again, everything we say and play always included down in your show notes. A report published last year by the World Economic Forum and the Carnegie Cyber Policy Initiative calls for the merging of Wall Street banks, their regulators and intelligence agencies as necessary to confront an allegedly imminent cyber attack that will collapse the existing financial system. Do they have your attention? In November 2020, the World Economic Forum and the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace co-produced a report that warned that the global financial system was increasingly vulnerable to cyber attacks. Advisors to the group that produced the report included the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, the International Monetary Fund, which, remember, the punks used to really hate. Uh, who else you got? Uh, J.P. Morgan, Chase, uh, Amazon, all, all the best folks. The ominous report, published just months after the World Economic Forum had conducted a simulation of that very event, a cyber attack that brings the global financial system to its knees in collusion, par partnership with Russia's largest bank, which is due to jumpstart that country's economic digital transformation with the launch of Russia's own central bank-backed cryptocurrency, which, oh my gosh, what a coincidence, China just announced theirs this week as well. More recently, the largest information sharing organization of the financial industry, whose known members include Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup, have again warned that nation-state hackers and cyber criminals were poised to work together to attack, and they're, I think they're telling the truth, they are going to work together to attack the global financial system in the short term. The Cyber Policy Initiative's November 2020 report, officially titled International Strategy to Better Protect the Financial System, begins by noting the global financial system, like many other systems, are going through unprecedented digital transformation, which is being accelerated by the coronavirus pandemic. It warns that malicious actors are taking advantage of this digital transformation and pose a growing threat to the global financial system, financial stability, and confidence in the integrity of the financial system. Pardon my editorial laugh. This was all pointed out back in February of this year in Unlimited Hangouts article on Cyber Polygon. From Event 201 to Cyber Polygon, the World Economic Forum simulation of a coming cyber pandemic. World Economic Forum and all their great partners and this is, I think this gets to the key of it. They put out all these, you know, white papers and, and, and talk the talk all the time. But I think what this gets down to, the WEF and many of their partners have a vested interest in the systematic collapse of the current financial system, much like, you know, fossil fuels. They've wrung out as much as they can. They're going to divest and then point the fingers at us like we're the bad people still using it. Central banks have recently backed new digital currency systems that can only achieve rapid mass adoption if the existing system collapses, you know, by some sort of maybe controlled demolition. Given that these systems are set to be integrated with the biometric IDs and the so-called vaccine passports through the World Economic Forum and all their fangster-backed vaccine credential initiatives, this cyber attack on the financial sector would likely take place at a time when it would best facilitate the adoption of this new economic system and its integration into credential systems currently being promoted as a way out of all these COVID-19 restrictions. 
So they practice crashing jets into buildings, and it happens. They practice how to lock down society over a virus, and it happens. They've practiced the I-911, and it's obviously coming soon. James, man, this even just, it sounds, it reads like the project for the new American century. We need to make all these changes, but golly gee, it's going to be so tough unless, you know, we get a new Pearl Harbor, right? A catastrophic catalyzing event, to use the uh, terminology of the PNAC, and that will be well familiar to people who are well-versed in these matters and know exactly what this means and where it's going. Um, If you do or if you don't, I would still, not to sound like a broken record, still encourage you to go and read this article that we're linking up in the show notes. It is a very large and very well-documented read and worth knowing. Um, especially because it touches on a lot of key points. Uh, for example, you mentioned the cyber polygon exercise that we did. I did mention back in my uh, podcast on solutions, physical media, where you were one of the guests there. And I opened up with um, Klaus Schwab's introduction to the cyber polygon event, where he was making his James Bond villain pronouncements in that weird way that he does um, about, oh, the, you know, the next big crisis is going to disrupt the uh, online world. And are we prepared for it? Blah, blah, blah. What does that mean? It means that as I know you know, but let's articulate it, let's put it out on the table, the ones who will benefit from a massive, large-scale cyber disruption of the sort that's being outlined and gamed in these types of scenarios and simulations are the people who are trying literally trying to push the Great Reset button, rewrite the social contract, completely upend all of the financial institutions and and the, uh, the economic structure of the world, they can't do that without collapsing the system as it exists. And the best way, as they outline in this report that's being talked about here in uh, Whitney Webb's article, the best way to do that at this point is a massive uh, uh, cyber disruption of the financial system to bring to to do the controlled demolition of the financial system to bring in the new the new central bank digital currencies that we know are waiting in the wings um there's so many different agenda items that would be ticked off by this that it it is almost inconceivable that this false flag plan is not already well uh well crafted and waiting for a trigger event or someone to, to pull that trigger. And we know what will happen. We, we, they, they've written it in their own words many times. We know exactly what's coming. Uh, I, I seem to be mentioning this every week now, but I'll mention it again. Lawrence Lessig back at Half Moon Bay in 2008 talking about talking to Richard Clark, the then National Security Advisor uh, for the White House, saying, yes, there is an iPatriot Act. It's waiting in the wings, waiting for I-911. We know it is coming. They are going to completely rewrite the uh, the rules for getting on the internet as they're starting to ban people from getting on the internet. And if there seems to be a continuity between these two stories where we've talked about so far today, there is. Of course, this is all part and parcel of the same package. And the ultimate vision, of course, is to have everyone corralled into these online spaces where your participation in society hinges on you having a government-approved identity form of some sort that's tied to your social credit, that is allowing you to get online and allowing you to, with the vaccine passport and everything, to participate in various social events. Your entire existence on the planet is going to be allowed or disallowed by government. And the best way to bring in that sort of new system is through a crisis like a cyber disruption. They're telling you in their own words in black and white exactly what type of crisis they say. It's not a question of if, but when. They're telling you it is going to happen. So you have been forewarned. Can we get forearmed? 
And what does that mean? Uh, picking up guns? Well, I don't know if that's going to protect you from the cyber disruption and every the zombie hordes that are coming. Um, but uh, at any rate, yeah, if we don't start forming our own communities that will survive the economic collapse, let alone the cyber collapse and everything else, then we are already done with. Um, the only thing I will note parenthetically is that Word to the wise to Whitney Webb and others, do not use the term central bank cryptocurrency. That is a contradiction in terms, and it is part of the, the Bitcoin PSYOP. Uh, they want you to internalize that and just start alighting all of these words. But they specifically always use the term central bank digital currency for a reason, because it is not crypto in any sense or form. It's nothing like Bitcoin or the other uh, cryptocurrencies that exist. But they want you to just make them all the same in your head, so that when you get it, you're like, oh, is this that crypto that I've heard about. This is Bitcoin, Fedcoin, whatever. I don't care. Anyway, my entire life is now in their, in their blockchain. It's a blockchain, guys. That means it's a cryptocurrency. Anyway, I won't get into that right now, but just, yeah, you're exactly right. It is coming. They've told you in their own words, and they are the ones who stand to benefit from this as they want to pull the plunger and control demolition the system as it exists. And every GameStop PSYOP, every capital freak out, these all feed into it. Again, 9-11 doesn't seem like it ever stopped. This is all just building all on top of the terror security state. And now, like you said, it's the biosecurity state. To put it super simply, it's obvious they're going to try and connect our health pass with our money pass with our Internet pass. And they will all be connected and you can't have one without the other. Our final story on this New World Next Week, episode 443, is kind of classic media monarchy, if you will, sent to me actually by a media monarchy member named Hash Thrasher with the subject heading, dude, you got to see this crap. What a surprise. And James, I was going to say, if the first two stories are connected, I think the third story is connected as well. It can't all just be ham-fisted corporate media convincing you to vote for the New World Order and take their poison shots. You got to get some rebels on board too. Fake rebels jump on the punks get the jab bandwagon, which is apparently some sort of ongoing campaign. I'm not sure it's sort of centrally organized, but you can find lots of sources and you can find them all in our show notes. More and more of our punk family from around the world are stepping up and getting the jab so that we can all get back to what we love, live music. We've chosen to get vaccinated, not because of politics, but rather science. And because we want to get back to work and help keep our scene alive, but maybe, maybe your scene needs to die when it's everything you claim to be against. Yes, sir, I will do what you tell me. So yeah, you sing that one. <laughs> Please put in the uh, meme of that one as well. So on behalf of the punk community, we're, we're grabbing this post from Fedbook, of course. On behalf of the punk community, which they apparently speak for as a whole, which is news to me, we encourage you to get the COVID-19 vaccine when it's available to you. And I bet actually the dirty truth to this might be this punks get the jab thing is coming from, and we'll show it in the links, among other places, a long-running festival in Las Vegas. Punk rock bowling. You see a bunch of pop, pop punk and punk rock bands and you bowl and it's a big, goofy, fun time. 
I would bet a milkshake they got vaxxed so they could put on these shows again with city-state approval like all the good little sniveling posers do, right? You kiss government butt and beg for them to save your industry with the same sort of bailouts you sang about not liking when an evil Republican was in office, maybe? And this is what I saw. Seems like all last year, James, looking for some of my favorite bands to maybe make a new record. Nope. They're all just sharing social justice bullcrap on Zuckergram. Maybe get off Zuckergram and make a record. How about that? So it is no coincidence that all the links in our show notes come literally from Fedbook and Zuckergram. That's where they're posting all this junk. And we also do some screen grabs because I know most of us won't be able to see these Instagram links. It just takes you to the you know login page. So I'd actually, I'd already seen some of this as I used to get the email newsletter from, of course, Dead Kennedy's legendary punk Jello Biafra's label. The last email they sent me had a video of him wearing a muzzle and getting the shot. A gamble worth taking, he calls it. So meanwhile, Jello Biafra is also selling branded muzzles on his website, which again, even just from, that's what's so funny is how the left apparently can't meme Associating your brand with disease, generally not usually an awesome kind of marketing scheme, but they're all selling, Jell is selling branded muzzles on his website, just like Nine Inch Nails, just like Profits are Run the Rage Against the Tool Cake, and they all, when you go look, they all below them have the disclaimer that says, oh yeah, that's right, these are not FDA approved because masks don't do squat, and they even go so far as to call them a, a, a voluntary measure. So here is an even stupider one. I know we don't ever really play clips on this show, and I don't really recommend that we do. As you can hear it in your brain, the offspring redo, you got to keep them separated as you got to go get vaccinated. Yup. Hey, don't worry. They also just released their day late dollar short Orange Man Bad album. Let the bad times roll. If you're keeping score, that would be the first offspring album since 2012. So furthermore, Fat Mike of No Effects, he gets the jab. Keith Morris of Circle Jerks, he gets the jab. Remember Circle Jerks, they used to sing songs about, ha ha ha, you voted for that guy and you're all going to die. That's funny. Trey Cool of, of course, the major label pop punk band Green Day, let's all get vaxxed and get our concerts back. But he ain't the only major label one. Oh, look, it's Joan Jett getting the jab and you know... I, I believe you've really hit rock bottom when you get to the queen of punk rock posers, Patti Smith gets the shot. Maybe, actually, appropriately, this is all summed up by a Fedbook comment. It's pretty funny that so many punks that never had any problem with consuming mass amounts of drugs and alcohol are all of a sudden concerned about their health. Remember, all the fake punks, they love bombing Syria when their precious Democrats do it, but do not hold your breath for a protest song about it. And as I've said, again, on these shows, it kind of makes me proud, stunned. I, I can't, you know, in some ways it might sound like hubris, but maybe, James, our millions of colleagues have actually replaced, supplanted, and improved upon the old punk rock bullplop with actual anarchism and actual open source solutions. Funny, I don't see any super rebel punks getting deplatformed, do you, James? Like you're being deplatformed? Like we covered last October, a laundry list of fake musical rebels cash in on Orange Man Bad. James, I'd actually forgotten about some of them, and that'll be included in the show notes. And again, we've been playing truth music. That is real protest music of all genres on every Morning Monarchy show 
for every Morning Monarchy show in 2021. Folks can always reach out to me, james at mediamonarchy.com, if you've got real deal independent protest music or in part of my fantastic transitions at the end of these episodes, you could always just send it straight to my post office box along with your support for Media Monarchy or Corber Report, of course. James, you've also been kicked off of Patreon as well. I'm not even touting it as a place for folks to subscribe to at all because obviously we know what's coming. So you can find all that info about the post office box, all that stuff in the show notes as usual. And I will close with my usual pitch. I stream news, music, memes, and more Monday through Friday, nine to five mountain time. But since my ancient G5 Power Mac finally bit the dust, the Media Monarchy stream is actually currently for members only in Discord, James, which as we've maybe noted here, or if not, Dr. Gates is maybe interested in buying Discord, which of course would be the immediate end of Media Monarchy on Discord. And that's why we're working behind the scenes to do everything at MediaMonarchy.com. James. Uh, good, good planning. Yes, that's exactly what we should all be doing. Um, finding ways to do it without the big tech overlords. Uh, and yeah, corporate, uh, corporate sellouts, major label whores who just mouthed platitudes about being punk and anarchy. Uh, the joke's on them, because as you say, yes, the real anarchists that they have helped to foster <laughs> will see, yeah. oh, you're a, a shill for the government, and you'll do anything that they say, and you'll be part of, and you'll never get deplatformed. Hey, maybe the real punks are the ones who are getting deplatformed and getting castigated out of society. Oh, I get how this game is played. So I think the joke is on them in the long run. I'll just throw one more into the mix. Um, people might have heard that rock legend Mick Jagger dropped a surprise new single with Dave Grohl of Foo Fighters fame on Tuesday that rips into conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers, including such lyrics as shooting the vaccine, Bill Gates is in my bloodstream, it's mind control, the earth is flat and cold, it's never warming up, the Arctic's turned to slush, the second coming's late, there's aliens in the deep state, um, which you might be forgiven for thinking is some sort of satire or something. Oh, maybe he's trying to drop some truth in there. No, 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 no. Uh, as he told Rolling Stone magazine, the verse was a piss take on conspiracy theorists, and he lit into anti-vaxxers as irrational. Of course, there's no point in speaking to people about it. They don't get it, he said. They get, they got what they believe, and they believe in that. And it doesn't matter what you say, they're going to believe in it, and rational thought doesn't work. Because those words cannot possibly apply to the people who are touting this experimental gene therapy that is emergency use approved, not authorized by the FDA, as being uh, absolutely necessary. And if you don't take it, you're a horrible person. No, there's, there's t nothing but rational thought on that side, right? What garbage. Anyway, we know who the real punks are, don't we, James? Uh, we do, apparently. And that's what that's what's been so sort of topsy turvy strange about all this. James, you and I have talked privately in these last few years about how the prevailing political social paradigm of our entire lives has been flipped upside down. The peace loving Democrats have been exposed to be the slavery loving warmongers they have always been. And again, what do we get from our friends? Of what, what are you a Trump supporter now? Because that's as yep. rational as their thought goes. Yep. James. And who's the ones who are all for censorship now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Complete flip. Total flop. I wonder if anyone else notices. Anyway, uh, 
crazy stuff. I hope people will check out the show notes. We have so much in there, as always. And uh, I, people who are interested in these topics might get, uh, again, forewarned and forearmed. We've already done the wrap-up, so I think we'll leave it there for the uh, this week. James, thanks for coming back. We're looking forward to doing it again next week. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care.